0: Halfway through the program. Good to have you on board today, as uh, per usual, on a Friday. And uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right, providing Wisconsin home and business owners, whether it's a, a house like your garage or maybe your basement, a gym, maybe if you're a small business owner, like a little showroom, your office, or a big one like a car dealership, or maybe industrial even. Uh, Get a hold of our buddy, Sean, 262-443-2852, 262-443-2852, or go to Epoxy Flooring Done Right, Epoxy Flooring Done Right. From Green Bay to Milwaukee to Madison, everywhere in between, Uh, they are doing it all over the state of Wisconsin, and they're based in the state of Wisconsin as well. So get a hold of them there. Um, Have you paid attention to the Olympics at all? Like right now on NBC, there's a big Olympic preview that's going on. Yesterday, you had uh, some of the other sports that got underway. Oh, there was ice skating and such that was on late last night. Uh, I talked about downhill skiing. Ben, we talked about this yesterday. What is the uh, the favorite that you have other than uh, uh, other than just not paying attention to the Olympics?
1: Oh, I forget. I I forget what I said yesterday. I don't know. I don't really follow it often.
0: I'm an X Games kind of you- guy. So you would go then to snowboarding?
1: Skiing, yes. Skiing? Okay. Yeah, but more of the X-game mode of the insane tricks as opposed to, you know, shooting a gun. You're
0: not uh, into the thrills of curling?
1: I do like curling. I appreciate it as an art.
0: I uh, was watching some of the curling previews. I still, you got to be somewhat limber and somewhat athletic to be able to squat that low, ride your... You know, almost put your knee up by your head and uh, and get a push and slide down the ice like that without falling over or tearing a groin muscle or splitting your pants to have your, you know, beans drop out on the ice, right? Well, curling brings up the
1: same conversation every year. I'm convinced that if I dropped everything in my life for three years and only trained, I could be an Olympic curler.
0: Okay. So you think, um, well, there's curling clubs in Wisconsin. Maybe we get you to the ice, but then you I'll see? just get proven now, wrong,
2: and that's no well, fun. Well, this is true.
0: Well, but uh, didn't your doctor say you have the knees of a sixty-year-old? Yes, sixty-three. Okay, sixty. Wow, sixty-three. They got it pinpointed to sixty-three years of age. That's old, man. It's not good. Yeah, that's not good. That's uh, that's going to be walking crooked for a long time after you get into your thirties. Holy mackerel! So curling, I uh, love the ski jump. Which, by the way, at Pine Mountain Resort up north, they got ski jumping going on this weekend. So they've got a, a, a World Cup competition um, or something to that effect taking taking place up north. But uh, you got to the ski jumping, downhill slalom. I like that. Uh, figure skating. I don't know why it used to kind of be when I was a kid. My mom really got into it, so I, I, I sat and watched it with my mom. I guess maybe that's the reason I was was so into it. But uh, but I'm not. I, I was. Did, and by the way, speaking of that. They I know they have people at the opening ceremonies and the flag bearers and all that kind of stuff come out and everybody's waving the flags and everybody's in masks. But did you see that China has further Beijing has further locked down the uh, the city and all the surrounding venues? Like last night, I was watching the ice skating. There's nobody in the stands. The only people that are there are the people that are participating. And that's it. There's nobody else there, which is really weird. Um, without having any kind of fans. I think you're allowed, like, a family member or something. like. But there's, like, one guy sitting in a section by himself and then another guy sitting 10 rows beyond that up but in a section by himself. And then, I mean, there was nobody there. It's just weird. There's no vibe. There's no energy to it. And oddly enough, this is coming from the country that gave us COVID, gave us the coronavirus to begin with, locking it all down. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, it's kind of strange. So are you going to be paying attention? Just the general question to all, are you going to be paying attention to the Olympics other than just the local uh, the local interests? because there's quite a few Olympians from the state of Wisconsin. but other than that, are you actually going be looking at uh, are you going to be looking at the Olympics and paying attention to it? or is it just one of those things that happens to be out in the background if there's nothing else going on? Because I know I'm sitting down and watching. College basketball uh, at some point tomorrow when we land out in L.A. and then we're going to go out and do some sightseeing. But you know, I'll be paying attention to the Bucks are on a West Coast swing. I'll be watching the Bucks. They're in Portland. They're going to be. Uh, they're then going to be taking on the Clippers out in L.A. Um, so they're going to be all over the place. But are we? Are you going to be watching that? Are you going to be watching the uh, the Olympics? By the way, the curling standings right now: Italy, Canada, Great Britain, Sweden, China, the Czech Republic, and then the United States. Two wins, two losses right now. Italy is undefeated in in curling. That's something I don't get. When a place like Italy is great at
1: something like curling, I think they don't have much ice in Italy. Like Canada makes sense, right? Canada is great at hockey. It's cold. Italy? I don't get how they're doing curling.
0: Well, you know, I mean, the way I could kind of equate it is, is, you know, uh, when you're sliding that bowl of spaghetti and meatballs down the end of that table at a big family gathering, kind of the same thing. Right. Hmm. I don't know.
1: I think about <laughs> curling
0: too much. <laughs> curling. You know, now, again, I go back to there is a venue in, in Milwaukee, uh, just outside of Milwaukee. That is the curl. There's a curling club there and that you can go in and watch it and you can learn it a little bit. A few beverages can go a long way in that. So, you know, not might that might be a road trip for us at one point, by the way, Wausau has a world class curling club. Uh, not kidding, they say uh, it, it's getting really well known. That's from our buddy Dwayne, from Dwayne's covered All up there in Wausau. They got a curling club in Wausau. We got to go there. We got to go. Dwayne, call him over there. We got to set that up. Maybe when we get back from L.A. and the Olympics are winding down, maybe we make a trip and say, hey, we're going to go to the curling club and we shoot some video uh, and do the show from Wausau. We got an, uh, our fine ESPN affiliate is up there, too, in Wausau. ESPN ninety eight nine and twelve thirty, so I think we I uh, think we go there. Maybe do the Wausau thing. Uh, Judd says nah, not not going to be watching Olympics at all. And uh, Ricky says uh, love me some ski jumping. Uh, every now and then on the downhill slalom, you get a good crash or two. That's kind of like watching NASCAR. You're not <laughs> you're not looking for a crash. You're not doing that. You do because a crash in NASCAR is a car. If you have a guy going 90 miles an hour down the side of a hill via the slalom, and he goes down, that's that's tragic. That can be death. I don't want that. Speaking of NASCAR, uh, they're going to be out in uh, the uh, the Coliseum this weekend, isn't it? This weekend with the Bush Bush Series out there running in that, you know, that little. I don't even know how big. It, is it as big as even Slinger Speedway for those race fans that are out there? They're they're racing in the Coliseum out in uh, Los Angeles. I'm not really a racing fan, but man, that looks so cool! It, it's like so racing cool. in a teacup, and they're saying, "Well, you can put a football field and such inside there." So I think it's bigger than like Slinger Speedway. It might be the same size as Lacrosse Motor Speedway. Maybe, if I'm not mistaken. for those of you that are into speed, you know, speedways and racing, and I love when they come to town, and they obviously they, you know go to Road America, or maybe they go to the Milwaukee Mile. It's bigger than the Milwaukee Mile because it's, it's smaller or it's smaller than the Milwaukee Mile because that's a mile, and you can fit quite a bit of a uh, football field inside that place. But, uh, but yeah, how, how big is that racetrack? They're basically racing on a football field. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, Andrew says there's a curling club in Delafield we could go to, too which is a little bit closer than going to Wausau. But Wausau's a road trip. Stay at the uh, stay at the, Grand, uh, the Grand Lodge up in Wausau, especially this time of year. it would be great. 877 867 You can find us and give us a shout if you choose to do so. Uh, Randy says, come to Wausau. Our treat will go over to Wisco and uh, have a beverage at Scani, a few drinks, and a burger. All right, well, maybe we'll do that. If free food and beer is involved, then psh, come on. Then you throw curling on top of it? Hell yeah. That's, that's a done deal. Hell yeah. Could do that. Dan says there's a curling club in Wawatosa. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one I've actually been to, the one in Wawatosa. That's the one I've been to. I went there years and years and years, like over a decade ago, years and years and years ago, and that that's a pretty cool one. You are correct. Oh, let's get back to it. So, uh, again, my point is, are you going to be checking out the Olympics? Uh, Josh says, uh, how about the Bill Michaels Magical Mystery Super Bowl Tour for the podcast? I heard you mention you didn't have any plans, so it's going to be a mystery as to where you go and what you do. Love the show. That's from Josh. That's a long podcast title right there. The Bill Michaels Magical Mystery Super Bowl Tour. That might be in the running. That's not bad, though. I like that. Our buddy Steve says, as far as the first person uh, other than Aaron Rodgers that I would bring back would be Devondre Campbell. He's the first one serviceable inside linebacker since A.J. Hawk. He's short up the middle of the defense and is a tackling machine. I also would deem it a close second to get Jair uh, extended and locked up long term. Jair can be a perennial pro bowler uh, and a player that needs to be here a long time. As far as the Admirals are concerned, the Badger band is at the game totally freaking awesome. Not only do they play the fourth period, But they also do a lot of normal things that they do at football games. A lot of great music as the traveling tubas are incredible. Uh, When they do play the fourth period, the band gets absolutely crazy on the ice, sliding and playing. And uh, as you've stated before, Bill, they're the best damn band in the land. I encourage anybody that hasn't gone to see this before to get out there tonight. You won't be disappointed. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. And I'm telling you, man, that is a great, great time. Great time. No doubt about it. Get over to the Admirals game if you're going out tonight. You're downtown Milwaukee. Head on over. Uh, Rob says, uh, by the way, great question. Without a doubt, uh, Devondre Campbell over Devonta Adams saves travels. Look forward to listening to you all next week. Can't wait for the Super Bowl coverage. There you go, Rob. Thank you. A lot of people writing in today. Uh, the oh, how about this? The re r e l a x podcast. The relax podcast. Uh, uh, playing off of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Three LAX podcast. That's not a bad one to go. Then again, we, we'd be really relaxed if we're pretty hammered in the middle of the night doing this thing. It's also funny until you walk into LAX, the airport, and then anytime yeah. you say the letters, you get pissed off. I know. Uh, Yeah, LAX, like I said, I've been there one, uh, two times. Two, But the one time I went, it was through Signature, so you didn't have to go through the, the actual airport. You go through those private gates. But the other time I went, I, I did fly um, with a bunch of other people that were going on a cruise, and you get off, and you're kind of herded. It's kind of a uh, it's a it's a group thing, so you're you don't go through the same experience as an individual traveler like we are this time. Uh, Dan says I played bagpipes for them, and they gave me a free scotch. Who the hell are you talking about? Oh, oh, for the curling club. For the (laughs) curling... For the Wisconsin band? They're walking around giving you free scotch? No, no, he means for the curling club down there at uh, Hart Park in (laughs) Waldox. Oh, completely took me down a primrose path, and I'm an absolute idiot. There you go. Thank you very much. Uh, Cheddarball says, are they piping in the crowd noise for the Olympic events? That, I think... Uh, they had to because last night there was these cheers at the figure skating competition, and there was nobody there. So I don't know. I you know they would have to, I guess, right? Yeah. I, and what's really bad is when they pipe it in, and it's the same. It's the exact same cheer. That's what really drives you nuts. You get the same guy in the back going, yeah, 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 you know, or something like that. You'll notice it in like laugh tracks in in sitcoms where it's the same laugh and there's always, you always hear the one woman in the background, (laughs) you know, that, and you always get that. It's like that same laugh track. Yeah, I guess so. I guess they are piping in that noise. Uh, And Jeff kind of closes out the Olympic segment by saying, I would rather get a colonoscopy. Then watch the Olympics. Jeff, enjoy the finger in the poop shoot. There we go. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. While
1: more of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: We're talking a little Olympics, all that kind of good stuff. Have you paid attention to it as it gets ready to get underway? And, uh, it, well, it's underway. I shouldn't say gets ready to. It's underway now. And uh, so let the games begin, so to speak. Um, I There's passing interest. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the, the the Olympics has lost some luster. And maybe it's just me, but this year, with everything going on politically and such, it's just a, um, it's kind of a weird time. You've got Russia, and I don't want to get too political here, but you've got Russia, uh, you know, massing troops along the border in the Ukraine, the United Nations getting involved, the coronavirus that uh, came out of, uh, you know, Beijing, China, out of Wuhan, China, um, not that long ago. Obviously, they have been uh, less than forthcoming with some of the things that they did or did not do. Um, you know just there, there's just a lot of crap going on, and then obviously a lot of turmoil going on right here in our own backyard as inflation continues to go up and everybody's chosen sides and dug their heels in it just seems like things are just kind of topsy turvy right now you know we're not we're not at, we're not at peace right now, not that we ever are one hundred percent, but you know it is what it is I guess it just seems like there's a lot going on. A lot going on. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do it. 877-867-1670. Uh, we had mentioned before, by the way, about uh, there has been an arrest in the altercation with the 49ers fan out in, there, or out in uh, L.A. And um, from uh, earlier today, we talked a little bit about this, and it has uh, been updated yet again. The NFL may not be able to publicly release the findings of the internal investigation into the Washington now commander's Without the permission of Daniel Snyder, the House Committee for Oversight and Reform also released a second document today that shows how the team we requested the written investigation from the law firm. The NFL Commissioner, Roger Goodell, contending that the league cannot release the internal investigation because Wilkinson presented her findings orally. So we're they're at odds now about who actually wrote what down and if there's anything out there. The documents released Friday were provided by the NFL as a part of the league's response to a congressional investigation into what the committee calls a decades-long toxic work environment under Daniel Snyder. Um, the uh, This morning, we released two key documents. The first shows Wilkinson was hired to write a report. But as we know, the NFL changed that plan according to the representative out of Illinois. The second shows the commanders in the NFL agreed to pursue a joint legal strategy, raising serious doubts about the NFL's commitment to independence and transparency in investigating the Washington football team. We're going to continue to investigate, get answers, provide accountability for these victims and workers across America. Now, part of this is a lot of grandstanding. We understand that. Whenever you take politicians and throw it into the mix of any kind – They are pounding on the fist right now, pounding on the tables. We're doing this for America. All right? Five women appeared before Congress yesterday. We get it. The women and multiple members of Congress are demanding that the NFL release the report to the public. They're demanding this. The NFL is saying they can't do it without the express written consent of Daniel Snyder. Daniel Snyder is saying he's already apologized for all of this. Then they're saying there isn't a written report that they uh, got an oral update as to what was going on. Pardon the pun in that particular sense. Uh, This, in a letter that was sent to the commissioner, you have claimed that the NFL did not release Ms. Wilkinson's findings in order to protect the security, privacy, and anonymity of the more than 150 witnesses who courageously spoke to Ms. Wilkinson and her team. The committee's investigation and the NFL's own legal documents raise serious doubts about this. Congress is laying it heavy to the NFL right now. Now... I had a question posed to me, and the reason I bring all of this up is because of this. Um, And I I can't remember off the top of my head who wrote this to me, so I I completely apologize. Um, And if I can find it, I will. But um, this is from C. Stevie. C. Stevie over uh, over on Twitter says, Hey, Bill, what do you think? Should we even be patronizing the NFL with these recent allegations? I just don't feel good about it. I have told you all along, And again, I'm not wagging my finger at you. I'm just simply saying and reiterating. It's an ugly business. There is a really dark and ugly side to the NFL. The question is, do you want to support them? Because if you don't, I completely understand it. If you do, that's up to you. I would never say do or don't. That's up to you. I've always said your dollars are your votes. Whatever you do with them, that's that's on you. That's on you. Whatever you want to do, do it. But there is, uh, look, a big portion of my business is reporting on the NFL. You know, so on one hand, you look, go back to the CTE uh, issues from years beyond. It's something very, very real. And what many thought would be the beginning of the end of football, and football survived it. Many thought that that the NFL would not be able to survive all of this because of all the allegations and all the problems and all all the things that have been said. Um. But I, I don't know. I, it, it's up to you. I'm not going to be the leader of some almighty charge in one direction or the other. But yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I completely get it. Look, I don't think I'm patronizing the Washington Commanders. I'll tell you that. I think there's a few bad owners in this league, and I think because of the uh, great white boy club, the rich white boy club, um, they care about the money more than they care about the integrity. And that's got to change. That has to change. But beyond that, uh, you know, I don't know. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, Mo Egger, our guy from ESPN Radio in Cincinnati. You're going to hear his conversation, and uh, you're going to hear more about the Cincinnati side of things. That's coming up here shortly, so stay tuned for that. Uh, let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll go down to ESPN Radio in Cincinnati. Mo Agar is going to join us. He'll give us he'll fill us in as to what's going on uh, in the Bengals' side of things as they continue to get ready for the pep rally that is going to be on Monday night, and then then they're going to wing their way out to L.A. on Tuesday. So that is upcoming. Stay tuned as we start to delve a little bit deeper into the Super Bowl out in L.A. We'll be back right after this.
1: Ready. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Bill Michael's show on the air. We're glad to have you this portion of the program. rocky you by our friends at Road to Track and Trail. And if you're looking for side-by-sides, if you're looking for UTVs and even sleds this time of year, they got them. Go to RoadToTrackAndTrail.com right here in Big Ben, Wisconsin. Not only the state's biggest, the world's biggest in the volume that they do. You're talking all kinds of sport vehicles, all kinds of sport vehicles. Good stuff. Go to RoadToTrackAndTrail.com. That is Road Track and Trail. Dot com. Joining us now on the hotline, our good buddy from ESPN Radio in Cincinnati, the Queen City, uh, our buddy Mo Eger. And uh, Mo, how you been, pal?
2: Bill, I'm doing great. What's going on?
0: Well, a lot of people uh, around the country, not just here or in your neck of the woods, but rooting for Cincinnati uh, for to get their first win. But if I would have said to you a couple of years ago that Joe Burrow coming out of a national title would be leading Cincinnati to a Super Bowl, and oh, by the way, Matthew Stafford would be playing for the Rams and have the Rams <laughs> in a Super Bowl, I think most people would thought we were smoking more than cigars. But here we are, man. So give us uh, give us the feel as to what it's like down in the Queen City right now.
2: You know, it's it's all the, the normal things you would expect, excitement, giddiness, happiness, joy. I mean that, that happens everywhere. But I, I still think there's more than anything just a sense of disbelief. Uh the the word that people keep using is surreal. And the the verbiage that you keep hearing would suggest that most people still can't believe that this is actually happening. And, you know, I, I think when the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, that's why you drafted him number one overall. You thought this guy could get you to a Super Bowl, and you knew a lot of different things had to happen. This franchise was, was going to at some point have to get out of its own way. But for this to happen so quickly, and for this to happen the way it did, you know, they, they won six games in 2019 and 2020. They were... I mean, you know that this franchise has long been a laughingstock. When the Bengals were going to draft Joe Burrow, you heard national pundits openly pleading for Joe to pull an Eli Manning or a John Elway and refuse to come to Cincinnati because a lot of people didn't want to see such a great talent get wasted in Cincinnati because that's been this franchise's reputation, a place where you go to be forgotten. To go from that to you know doing what they did at the end of the year, winning the division, and then winning the three playoff games in the manner in which they have – uh, concluding with being down 18 points on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, for, for this team to be here, it, it really is a remarkable story. And, and I, I get the sense that nationally people certainly understand what a remarkable story this is. It certainly is one that uh, is never going to be forgotten here. So,
0: now, coming into this game, I mean, if I have to look at any kind of a matchup, obviously Joe Burrow is fantastic, but that guy got the hell beat out of him against the Tennessee Titans. Now you're going up against Aaron Donald, you're going up against Von Miller, that vaunted front. How in the hell are they going to keep Joe Burrow upright?
2: Uh, They're probably not. Uh, Let's just call it what it is. Their offensive line is not good and that L.A. defensive front is outstanding. And for my money, Aaron Donald is the best player in football. Not best defensive player in football, the best player in football. So you saw the Tennessee game. He got sacked nine times. But none of those pressures turned into picks. Um, And so I think what they've done offensively, and and to me what makes – What the Bengals have done so remarkable is, I don't want to say they've gotten to the Super Bowl in spite of their offense, but they haven't been carried to the Super Bowl because of their offense. It's been just good enough. And what they're doing is they're trying to hide a bad offensive line. And you can only do so much with that. But you can compound the offensive line issues by turning the football over. And so Joe in that game against Tennessee, the criticism was, well, there were sacks that he took in which he held onto the football too long. And I think that was accurate, but should throwing the football to the other team. And the one thing this team has gotten really good at is not turning it over. They are 12-1 and one this season when they don't lose the turnover battle. As great as they were at the end of the year, um, offensively, they, they won the, their last three meaningful games they won in three different ways. They scored 15 against Denver. Played field position football. They scored uh, 40 plus on Baltimore, in which uh, Joe Burrow throws for 525, and they just absolutely smoked them. And they came back from down uh, 14 three different times in, against Kansas City in the uh, in week 17. But the common denominator in each of those games was zero turnovers so far here in the postseason. They've turned it over twice. The Titans' turnover was sort of a fluky interception that I'm not even sure should have been ruled an interception but they don't turn it over. And so Joe is going to get hit, and he's going to get sacked. What he can't do is cause the pressure to force a turnover. And I think, you know, you hate to say that that's their game plan. I think they realize you can't scheme against Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Your QB is going to take some hits. you got to figure out a way to design an offense that enables him to get rid of the football quickly enough, or you simply hope that he doesn't turn it over. And to this point, he's been really good at not turning it over.
0: Joe Burrow is obviously the focus, uh, no doubt about it. But I think if I have to pick an unsung in this, you're going to have to get some good runs out of Joe Mixon to be able to take some of that pressure off of Joe Burrow. We, you know, everybody around the country is talking about Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and what they can do and getting downfield. But you can't set up downfield if you're under pressure, which means you got to be able to run the football. Joe Mixon is going to have to have some kind of a game. I'm not saying 120 yards and three touchdowns, but he's going to have to at least produce a few runs that are going to make you think every time he has the opportunity to touch the football correct me if i'm wrong
2: i think if you get the game you got from him on sunday against kansas city which was what 21 carries 84 yards you'll take that going away because they were just good enough to be able to use play action and and frankly joe joe burrow was not great throwing play action passes against kansas city but at least it was in their arsenal they weren't over explosive this is not a great running team but it has been interesting when teams have dared them to run. And go back to when they played the Steelers at Paul Brown Stadium. The Bengals have obliged. And against Pittsburgh, Joe had a 158-yard day. I think you're right. I, I, you're not you're not looking for Joe to you know to bust loose for a buck fifty. That's probably not going to happen. But can he be as productive as he was against Kansas City? And the other thing with him is he's caught 13 passes uh, here in the postseason. And I, I think if you were to ask most Bengals fans got what's the one area you would like to see them tap into a little bit more at least during the regular season it was using Joe as a pass receiver I think there's going to be opportunities to use him in that way in this game against LA and they've already used him in that way here in the postseason and and with uh, a pretty decent amount of effectiveness
0: The defense in the first half of the game against Kansas City, a lot of soft zone coverage over the middle, and Patrick Mahomes picked them apart. Finally, when they went to press man, single high safety, and they really started to rush, instead of rush past Mahomes, they just kind of contained Mahomes and then chased him down. What was the switch? Was this something that was planned, or was it just something that they noticed, do you know?
2: I think it's the sort of thing they did on the fly, because you know if you look at that Kansas City offense during the season, when they got good, when they got hot, they didn't throw it deep downfield all that much, right? And so I think the Bengals went into the game thinking, well, we're going to do what everybody else did. We're going to take away the downfield stuff, and uh, we're going to give them a lot of yardage between the 20s. Well, Patrick Mahomes <coughs> uh, took advantage of that, and, and frankly, they ran the ball really well as well. I thought it was interesting the Bengals dared Kansas City to run in the second half, and the Chiefs decided, yeah, okay, we're not going to do that. And it was interesting to me because uh, McKinnon and Edward Tolera were both pretty effective for for most of the first half, and they kind of went away from those guys. Those two guys only uh, combined carried it 18 times. But they said from that point forward, you know, once they were down 21-3, all right, look, we've got to make some tackles, and we've got to prevent them from getting open. We can't let them get open and then hope to make tackles and, you know, focus on taking away the deep ball. Uh, They basically said, you know, we're going to challenge you a little bit more at the line of scrimmage. Trey Hendrickson finally got a little pressure. And I think they made Patrick Mahomes just uncomfortable to the point that he forced a few balls that he shouldn't. And they sort of disrupted his rhythm, and they bought some time for Joe Burrow to make a comeback. Uh, B.J. Hill made a great play on a pick from a guy you talk about you don't expect to make a play. And, you know, by by the end of regulation and, and by the time they got to overtime... Patrick Mahomes just looked like an entirely different quarterback. He looked completely out of rhythm. He looked completely out of sorts. And he looked completely um, like a quarterback who lacked confidence in his ability to throw the ball into tight windows because the Bengals created nothing but tight windows.
0: Tell me uh, about this situation with uh, Cincinnati and the Bengals wanting to do a, a viewing party and then it got shut down. Or Because I, my whole thing was, Mo, and you, you know I'm a lot of my buddies, they all thought if I have to sit out in the cold, pay for beer versus sitting at home or going to say you know, the Holy Grail or something or up to the pavilion, they thought, you know what, I'm not sitting out in the cold. So you tell me, how many people would have showed up down at Paul Brown Stadium on a big viewing party had they actually been allowed to have it?
2: I genuinely don't think many would have showed up. Um, I, I, you know, look, it, it's a taxpayer-funded stadium. I'm all for utilizing taxpayer-funded facilities in every way possible to benefit the greater good. A couple of things about this. Number one, uh, the Bengals employees are all going to be in Las Vegas. So there's going to be no one to staff it. Now, what are you going to do? you Are going to tell those employees who are planning on going to the Super Bowl, who the Bengals are going to pay for, now nah, you got to stay back? and staff an event that we don't know how many people are going to be there for i just don't know how many people would have showed up it's a nice idea it's a nice thought but i think there are some local politicians who had in their mind's eye this vision of sixty thousand people sitting at paul brown stadium in the cold on a sunday we have bars we have plenty of places you could watch the game the game is on free television it's not like there's A lot of people who have no access to the game. If you want to see the Super Bowl, you're going to be able to see the Super Bowl. And I'm also a big proponent of uh, businesses that are going to benefit from this game. Let those people that want to go watch the game somewhere besides their house, let them go into a bar where it's going to be much, much warmer. And that will be the case with the Holy Grail.
0: Uh, Real quick, uh, two things. One being, uh, so in this game, uh, and I know people in Cincinnati would like to pick the Bengals. Uh, The rest of the world is picking, for the most part, the Rams and a lot of money. But that being said, how do the Bengals knock off the Rams, do you think?
2: I think they're going to have to continue to get contributions from players on defense that, frankly, for much of the season, you really weren't sure if you could count on. And that's been their M.O. here in the postseason. They've gotten great safety play from Jesse Bates. They've won the turnover battle. They're going to have to force some. They've been great at that here in the postseason. And, you know, look, I mean, I I make a big deal about their kicker, and people laugh at me. Evan McPherson has arguably been their most valuable player here in the postseason. It's not just making kicks at the end of games it's enabling this offense which has stalled a lot in in sort of no plan where with a lot of other kickers you can't try a 50 plus yard field goal with him they've gotten points i think this game is going to be close so that could be a major factor but look if the cincinnati Bengals are going to win a championship joe burrow is going to have more to do with it than anybody else and he doesn't need to go out there and have a 400 yard day he doesn't need to throw five touchdowns although that would be great I think in a close game in the fourth quarter, if you put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, if you're a Bengals fan, you're going to feel pretty good. And I think this game's going to come down to the last five or six minutes, which means there's a pretty good chance that Joe's going to have the ball in his hands. And again, if he does, if you're a Bengals fan, I think you will take that. So when
0: does uh, the Mo ship arrive and land out there in L.A.? I will be there Tuesday afternoon. You don't get there? Okay, we'll be there on Saturday. We get there, we're leaving for like 6 in the morning on Saturday. And so we're going to get the lay of the land, and then uh, you let me know when you get there. We got some things uh, lined up. Now, I know you probably have stuff with uh, the Bengals and your own deal going on, but uh, we've got some pretty cool parties lined up, pal. We've been doing Let me a tell while. you something.
2: My, yeah. Let me tell you something. You, you will be shocked at how little I do have going on. So uh, you <laughs> let me know. I will be there Tuesday. We start broadcasting on Wednesday, and uh, – you and I will have a
0: laugh. At, uh, Absolutely. Well, at well uh, thir- th- th- Thursday night we we got the deal. So Thursday night you you keep open because I'm going to take you to the Cigars with the Stars party.
2: Do I have to pay the 500 bucks admission?
0: No. Come on, man. You know me better than that. <laughs> come on, man. I'm not only going to get like, you in. I'm literally I'm gonna, right get some before cigars.
2: i went on with you. I'm like I'm like oh yeah that. And I looked it up and I'm like. Cool. <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. We're 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 going to that. We're going to that. We've done some I stuff love- with Ditka. He's great. He's been always been really great to us. So we're gonna we're gonna go to that. We've already got a p- couple of people on the guest list. So you're in, man. The minute uh, the minute McPherson split the uprights, I said, hey, we need to get <laughs> Mo into the party. So we're good to go. I don't know if I can. I can bring uh, Dan Horde. Lapham may go nuts and start knocking things over. So I don't know if we can bring Lapham, but I, I can bring you guys in. That's for that. You for- know,
2: Dan, Dan, I made Dan take a puff of a cigar after you UC- see. Beat Notre Dame, right? Because we were at that game in yeah, South Bend. Right. And I said I saw to that. him, I want to smoke a cigar for a touchdown, Jesus, and he did, and he turned green. <laughs>
0: I think if he's hanging out with some of the uh, some of uh, NFL royalty, Dan may 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 suck it up, pardon the pun. So I, I think maybe he'll come in with us. But, hey, Mo, always great to talk to you. I look forward to seeing you out in L.A. Best of luck to you guys. And for God's sakes, if Cincinnati wins, take up a collection. Instead of paying money to open up Paul Brown City, can somebody please buy Mike Brown a new hat? Seriously, <laughs> come on.
2: A hat? and I mean, it looked like he was wearing Colombo's jacket. So, you know, we... <laughs> Gonna have to do something about that for all Mike. <laughs> that's fantastic, Mo. Good to talk to you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Uh,
0: Bill, thanks. There you uh, go. Columbo's jacket. That's the best. That's the best. That's, a, that's the best one I've heard regarding Mike Brown. Oh my God, the tightfisted patriarch of the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my goodness, Mo Eger from ESPN Radio in Cincinnati. Good to have him on. Good to have Mo on. Good, good stuff. And yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> Colombo's jacket. Ah, uh, let's do this. Woefully late for a break. Got to get to it. Hang in there. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.
1: This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now. Here's Mike Clemens. The Bengals and the Rams wrapping up their first week of practice for the Super Bowl. We'll be broadcasting every day, all next week, live from L.A. on the Bill Michaels Show at Super Bowl 56. Now, the first thing you notice about Rams head coach Sean McVay in a press conference is his intense energy level. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup.
0: He at times, like, maybe he'll say this, maybe not, but I think at times he's, I mean, he
2: walks the line between, like, unhealthy competition and healthy competition. Uh, you know, he wants to win at all costs.
1: Although they were underdogs, the Bengals played the Chiefs into overtime and beat them on the road in Kansas City. What will it be like in the Super Bowl? Bengals safety, Von Bell.
2: Just settling in. Get all the jitters out. they they going to make plays. You know, they, they're here for a reason. You know, they've they been in the Super Bowls. They've been in the big games. They know how to win. Uh, they going to find their guys? They're going to make plays, but we're going to make plays too.
1: Packers head coach Matt LaFleur is in Las Vegas this week, coaching in the Pro Bowl. He's also looking for a new special teams coordinator, LaFleur, on what questions need to be asked. You look at the things that you can control.
0: Are we putting the right people in the right positions to make plays? That's certainly, that's that's a coach's decision. You look at what happened on special teams. Did we have the right guys available for those situations? As, as the head football coach, you always gotta, look at yourself first and foremost. I can't expect anybody else, whether player,
2: coach, whoever it may be, to look at themselves critically if I can't do that myself.
1: That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: What do you got going on this weekend? I'm telling you, a little grilling out, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. You can do a little grilling out. Not you can grill all year long in the garage or you know as long as you've got the garage door open or if you're covered up whatever it happens to be. Uh, check out the grill, but check out our friends at Robert's Specialty Meets Waukesha. Paul Roberts, they got it going on down there. Robert's Specialty Meets Waukesha, and uh, you can go there at dot See what they have to offer. The ribs on a stick are fantastic. Robert's Specialty Meets Your hometown butcher. Also, um, if you're looking for Mexican good place called the wrestling taco 84th street just south of uh just south of the state fair park and go in uh, today four o'clock they open up go in and get your grub on get a couple of margaritas in you maybe watch some of the olympics some uh some hoops whatever it happens to be but uh, check out uh, the wrestling taco right down there uh, i think it's two blocks south two blocks south on 84th street of the wisconsin state fair park tell uh, marcus and nicole and everybody that uh, we said hi, but they're great people, great service. If you're going to take your big margarita, they have some theater seating right there in front of the big screen. You can go over there, have your margarita in hand, watch some of the Olympics, watch some of the sporting events, and if you ordered food, you can look right through the glass and see your food being made. Good stuff. Wrestling taco right there in West Dallas. So we got an update. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. Um, Has said thanks, but no thanks. Uh, The Players Association put out a statement, said two months after implementing their lockout and just two days after committing to players that a counterproposal would be made, the owners have refused to make a counterproposal, and instead they have now requested mediation. After consultation with the executive board and taking into account a variety of factors, we have said no, baby, no. They have declined the request. The clearest path to a fair and timely agreement is to get back to the bargaining table. Players stand ready to negotiate. So in other words, and the way Ben Kenny put it was the uh, the players wanted to talk about it, and the owners wanted to call a divorce divorce attorney to divvy up the, the, the property. And the players said, let's go to dinner. Screw you guys. Rob Manfred bringing in a mediator. Now I get it. You're trying to do your due diligence. Okay. You're trying to think to yourself, okay, what would I want done? Maybe somebody with a cooler head can come in and give us some insight. Okay. I understand that. But, uh, you, you can't, can the owners just not agree among themselves that whatever the counter proposal should be when you say, Okay, we got this. We're not going to agree to it, but we got this. It's a good starting point. We're going to figure it out. We're going to give you a counterproposal, only to turn around and go, yeah, we got nothing. Uh, we should call a mediator. We should try to get more. Um, yeah, that's that's not the way to go, and it's not a good look. Uh, I, I'm never one for the players to get tens of millions of dollars of guaranteed money even after they're out of their prime and they're terrible and to be paid even after they retire. I've never been for that. But sometimes the owners can't get out of their own way. And I don't think Rob Manfred himself is specifically in on this negotiation. But does he just not get it? That It's just a bad look at this point? Uh, I don't know necessarily who you side with on this. But as long as this continues to linger, and I'm thinking, and I, I originally thought to myself, okay, We sit here today. It is Friday, February 4th. Pitchers and catchers are supposed to report next weekend. That's out. That ain't going to happen. Even if they came to an agreement, say tomorrow, they sat down at the bargaining table and said, okay, we've got this. It's going to take them at least a a week to get it ratified, so that's going to push things back a week. Okay, so you're talking the 19th. Uh, players that are out of the country, it takes you a couple of weeks to get your visas and all that stuff together because you don't have a date right now. You don't have an actual job. So you're out of the country, so it's going to take you a couple of weeks to get back in, usually, to get all your paperwork done, get you taken care of. That puts you at the end of the month. So if indeed you sign something, say, first thing tomorrow morning, you're talking at least the 18th to 25th before you get anybody back. So you're already two weeks into spring training that you're losing. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're probably not going to see any movement until maybe this time next week or the week after when you actually start getting players. Because pitchers and catchers report coming up on like the 9th or the 10th, and then the players get in there over the weekend, and then on the 14th you got all your squad workouts and you should be good to go. I don't think you're going to get any movement until you get to that that 14th date. Once you get there, then I think you probably get maybe a little bit of movement or at least a little more chatter but as of right now the owners and the players aren't even at the bargaining table the players came up with a proposal the owners were supposed to counter it instead the owners said well let's call an attorney the players are like you know what you're not even serious anymore screw you talk to you later we're all going to the ihop we're gonna pick up some pancakes Got another hour yet to go. The Bill Michael Show continues on. More coming up right after this.
1: The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.